Randall Wright, he's the director of Summer in the Forest, the story of Jean Vanier and Larche. In 1964, Canadian-born Jean Vanier visited a psychiatric hospital near Paris, and that encounter would change his life as well as the lives of thousands with intellectual and physical disabilities and inspire a beautiful and critically acclaimed new film, Summer in the Forest. Like countless others, Philippe, uh, I think it's Michel or Mikel, I don't know how to say French stuff, Andre and Patrick. I'm sure it's Michel, yeah. uh, Were labeled idiots, locked away and forgotten in violent asylums until the 1960s when the young philosopher Jean Vanier took a stand and secured their release. The first time in history that anyone had beaten the system. Together they created L'Arche, a community at the uh, edge of a beautiful forest near Paris. A quiet revolution was born and now in his 80s, I think he might be 89, we'll have to check in in just a second. And uh, still at the large community over there, Jean Vanier has discovered something that most of us have forgotten. What it is to be human, to be foolish, and to be happy. I'm two of those things. Yes. I struggle with the happiness part. I'm foolish. It's my number one gift. Summer in the Forest, (coughs) excuse me, Summer in the Forest invites us to abandon the rat race and forge new friendships. Amid the ancient trees, Philippe, Patrick, Jean, Jean. <laughs> there goes all our Quebec listeners. Anyway, Summer in the Forest invites <laughs> us to abandon the rat race and forge new friendships. And and I want to get right to Randall Wright because he's the he's the director of this. Summer in the Forest, the story of Jean Vanier and Larche. Hi, Randall. How are you? I'm very well. I'm delighted to be here. Um, Randall, <laughs> you you have a British accent. What part of over them there neck of the woods are you from? Well, I'm, I was born near London, so I'm 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 extremely British. Extremely um, British, yes. <laughs> and but, how, and how did you first fall in love with the Larch community and Jean Vanier? What was your in, original interest in in that whole scene? Well, I was looking for somewhere to believe in. You know, I, I I had a great aunt who had an intellectual disability, and I was frightened of her. She 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 was quite big, and when I was four, she'd pick me up and squeeze me, and I thought. Um, and I, I picked up from my, the rest of my family that she was something kind of lesser. She was somebody um, to be ashamed of, really. Um, and throughout my life, really, until about five years ago, I was quite frightened of people with intellectual disabilities. I associated them with with something that was wrong um, and uh, decided to try to conquer that fear. And, and I went to a large community in London. And as soon as I got there, I felt completely at home it was a a place where you can't you can't pretend where people um seek you out as a friend and the usual way in which we we um and hesitate before offering our hearts um just wasn't part of how they related so i started again regularly and i'd already read books by jean vanier and then this is a long answer but then <laughs> finally i discovered a, a friend actually had worked at the Val Fleury, which is one of the very, very, very first large communities in, in France. And she asked me if I'd like to meet Jean Vanier, which I did. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, I uh, when I interviewed him on the show here, I'm trying to remember how many years ago it was. I think it might have been seven years ago. Um, the thing that struck me about Jean Vanier was... Um, he's such a, I mean, this was over the phone, but I, I already knew he was a, he's a, just a large, very tall man, but he is the softest dude in the world. He is, he exudes gentleness. You, you get that, right? 
yes, he's he's learned something. He's had a lifelong experience. He's known the people he rescued for 55 years now. And it's not, it wasn't something that he did um, anticipating what would happen either to him or this incredible growth of a community from just one small house with the first two people who were rescued from lunatic asylum, asylum to an enormous international community. Um, and so he went into it open-minded, open-hearted. And what he learned, I, if I was to kind of summarise it, is, is that um, people with intellectual disabilities, by which we mean, we should say this, um, people with something like Down syndrome or people who may have had a, an accident that left them with brain damage, um, that these people who are you know, constantly rejected by society actually know something that the rest of us often forget, which is that trust and friendship is and community is more important than our individual success, than our, um, our own, um, you know, being in control of our own lives. And, and so Jean's often called now a kind of prophet of our time. It's an idea he thought through in the mid-60s, but it's now even more relevant. Mm-hmm. Well, on April 30th, Summer in the Forest will be playing in a theater in Vancouver, Winnipeg, Calgary, Halifax, Oakville, Ontario, Toronto, Ottawa, Sudbury, Montreal, and, uh-oh, see, here we go with the French stuff. I don't know how to pronounce these things. Cote St. Luke. What do you think? Did I, did I get that right? I'm getting a thumbs up. Cote St. Luke? Yeah, okay. Okay, How's your French, Randall? Um, well, it improved <laughs> in the process. I was there for nine months making the film. Um, but what's interesting with people with disabilities is it's it's um, it's not necessarily the words that they utter, but interpreting what those words actually mean for that person. So, in a sense, part of the whole excitement of, of being there is letting go and stopping pretending you know, being aware that someone else might have a different language. Um, and sometimes um, I couldn't understand fully what someone was saying verbally, but I felt I understood what they were trying to tell me emotionally. So I have been struggling with the concept of community for quite a long time. I left the church a number of years ago, and I, and I tr- sort of tried, sort of, I sort of tried going back and I uh, just there's way too many triggers for me there, and and um, and somebody suggested to me they said Drew you do need community, but I'm not sure church is the community for you. You need to find a community like Larsh. Do you do you know what they mean by that? Well, uh, I think I think for a lot of us there are anxieties about how community is represented to us by really what are power groups. So. Um, where I live in London, there are lots of different churches, there are lots of different religious groups, of course, and there are also lots of other groups uh, of people, um, and they present themselves as the most important. For those people, the group they're in, um, I mean, I'm a Catholic person, but you know, in, a, in our, our church, a lot of people there feel that being a Catholic is kind of more important than being something else. Um, so I think for a lot of us, approaching that idea of community is really frightening because we don't want to be taken over by some other group and this is exactly what Jean Vanier is often talking about which is that um, it's only at the moment when we leave our group that we become a community 
It's when we accept some accept someone into our community who's different to us, who thinks differently, believes differently, who possibly is different in a sense of disability or in a sense of faith or in a sense of race. And it's only at that moment that we become a community. Communities aren't where we just are with people who are like us. Communities are where we open our arms to everyone. And in that sense um, of community, I think Jean's it, you know, been incredibly inspiring for me, at least. Okay, we are chatting with Randall Wright. He's the director of Summer in the Forest, the story of Jean Vanier in L'Arche. And, and on April 30th, Summer in the Forest will be playing at a theater in Vancouver, Winnipeg, Calgary, Halifax, Oakville, Toronto, Ottawa, Sudbury, Montreal, and Côte Saint-Luc. i got to get better with my French accent. Although, you know what the thing with accents is? That when I'm in another country or when I'm speaking with someone, you know, who has the whole different accent thing, I don't want to pretend like I'm trying to say their language in a way that they would normally say their language because it just sounds condescending when you try. Do you know what I mean? Just accept you're going to have an accent when you're speaking their language. But I don't. You do. When I'm speaking someone else's language, I don't have an accent. You don't have their accent. That's what I'm saying. So you have an accent. Oh, I to see. Them. You're saying I have my own accent. There's 30 seconds. We'll never get back. <laughs> that conversation right there. Bonjour, <laughs> Jamapple Tim. Hey, Randall. Your background. Do you do you have much uh, churchy stuff or God stuff or Jesus stuff or spiritual stuff? And like, what's been the trajectory of of your spirituality that sort of you know brought you into Jean Vanier territory? Uh, when I was at school. Um, I was in a school with, where there were a lot of uh, Ugandan Asians. Ugandan Asians had just been forced to uh, leave Uganda and, and come to live in England. And uh, at the same time, where I was living in Leicester became the headquarters of the National Front, uh, which was a racist uh, anti-immigration organization. And the people who um, create a, a good atmosphere in Leicester and a welcome to these people were the Quakers. So my first experience was, um, you know, getting to know uh, the Quakers um, and uh, the combination of faith and a sort of um, desire to make the world a better place was very influential um, on me and has, has influenced a lot of things I've done. But I'm, I'm someone who, I've been a kind of career documentary filmmaker, I've, I worked at the BBC and I made lots and lots of films about arts and writers, um, artists and writers. But I also, my family lived in, in West Africa um, for a long time, so I was also someone who was making films about terrible um, uh, crises going on, uh, wars, um, uh, starvation, disease in parts of sub-Saharan Africa. So I made lots and lots of films about really difficult, difficult questions. And I think um, one of the things I was attracted to, to the beauty of L'Arche, you know, even just that forest, the gorgeous forest in the film, and and the was this, this sense that there is a better way to be. You know, this this lush is how the world should be. You know, it's a place of acceptance, a place where everyone's welcome. Yes, and um, there's a spiritual inspiration behind it, but Jean is so confident in his faith that he has um, created an organisation which is which each community is autonomous. So. Many of them do choose uh, a spiritual inspiration, but many are also secular. Many are many are Muslim, many are Hindu, the odd Buddhist organisations. So there, um, there's a kind of incredible uh, joy in embracing the universality of of what a human being is, and 
of course, for Jean, that means uh, that we're all fundamentally in need of each other. That we pretend, we pretend we're clever and independent and successful, but in certain points in our life, we're all in need of each other. Well, that's that's the thing, right? I mean, look, my my understanding of the L'Arche community, I first found out about L'Arche through a guy named Mike Iaconelli, who was a huge influence of mine as I was growing up, a sort of a mentor by distance. He wrote a book called Messy Spirituality, one of my all-time favorite books. And Mike talked about his time at the L'Arche community. And it turns out that L'Arche, uh, Daybreak, which is uh, just up the road from where I grew up. So here I am as a kid. On one side of me, I've got Henry Nowen, uh, literally a block away from me as the local priest at the Catholic Church. And then a few clicks up the road, I've got Larsh. And I didn't know a thing about these places when I was growing up. Had I known, I mean, I would have spent so much more time, you know, with both of those. Uh, well, with Father Nowen. Oh, Father Nowen. Just sounds Irish when you say that. And then, of course, Larsh. In my understanding of the Larsh community, and Randall, you correct me or fill in the blanks here, but this is my understanding. It's set up in this way. This is how I've explained it to other people. Very uh, rudimentary. It goes something like this. You've got, and this is going to be very politically incorrect, you've got, quote, normal people with, quote, developmentally challenged people living together in a community, not the normal people taking care of the others, but both living together, relying on each other without a hierarchy that you would normally see in those sorts of structures. Does that make sense? Did I nail that or did I fail that? Uh, I think you nailed it. it it's, it's the sense of um, mutuality. Um, it's the um, openness to the possibility of, of uh, a relationship and friendship where um, on both sides there's an acknowledgement of each other's value. Um, and it sounds incredibly obvious and simple, but, but in lots of ways... Um, it's the very thing we're afraid of doing. Mm-hmm. Well, today, approximately 5,000 people with disabilities live in 147, 147 large communities in 35 countries. And some are in the forest, some are in the forest, which launched in New York on March 23rd in honor of World Down Syndrome Day, is a story of peace, hope, love for us all. And Jean Vanier, who's now 89, uh, still lives, I think he's 89, did I get that right? You know, you're absolutely right. In fact, on September the 10th this year, he's going to be 19. Brilliant. So Brilliant. Well. Randall, I want to thank you for putting together this doc. And uh, you, you've done a brilliant job. And I want to encourage everybody on April 30th to go check out Summer in the, in the Forest. Uh, you want to go to the website, summerintheforest.com, and find out exactly which theater it's playing in near you. Vancouver, Winnipeg, Calgary, Halifax, Oakville, Toronto, Ottawa, Sudbury, Montreal, and Côte St. Luke. Just... Another place okay. in Quebec. Yes. Summerintheforest.com. I appreciate your time, Randall, and uh, I, I hope you win many, many more BAFTAs. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sure I don't deserve any of them, but uh, <laughs> but it's, it is it is worth um, watching the film simply to discover a group of people you've never met before and discover something special in your own heart. Well said. Well said. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Randall. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Randall Wright on the Drew Marshall Show.